Welcome to the Sadler Lectures podcast. Responding to popular demand, I'm converting my philosophy videos into sound files you can listen to anywhere you can take an MP3. If you like what you hear and want to support my work, go to patreon.com sadler. I hope you enjoy this lecture. One of the problems that arises fairly frequently in, in relation to friendships and other relationships in our real day-to-day lives is something that Aristotle will talk about in terms of what we might call the demands of multiple relationships. We get into cases where we can't actually satisfy everybody, we can't do what we think that we ought to or, or provide what we would like to give back to everybody who we're involved with. And so the question is, who do we owe what? too. Another way to think about this is what sort of ordering of priorities do we establish to decide between the legitimate claims of various people in our life? We may not, in fact, be able to satisfy all of them. And one of the things that Aristotle tells us that's very important about this is that we cannot define precise rules. He actually uses the term orizain, which means to define, to, to date, you know, set out literally limits or, or borders. We don't have the capacity to create sort of like a checklist that would work in every single case. Now, there are a lot of, you know, you might say codes of morality out there that will sometimes detail, here's where your first duty lies, here's where your second duty lies, here's what you owe to each person. But the problem with that is that they often end up being quite inflexible, sometimes actually going against reason. So we see a lot of clashes between one way of trying to resolve this and then what the demands of the specific situation are. And there could be some real unfairness that happens. Aristotle's solution is quite interesting. The first thing that he tells us is that there is no one single person who is, in every single case, entitled to be given first priority. So that's going to make things difficult to begin with. There there could be certain areas in which we have to give certain people first priority. For example, in terms of my child's school, my children get first priority as far as I'm concerned. But, you know, what if my child ends up bullying another child? Do I stick up for my kid against the principal and say, who are you to tell my kid what to do? That would actually make me a bad parent. So in that case, I, I have to take the side of the other kid. I have a responsibility there. And you can say, well, that's just a matter of ethics and not necessarily a matter of friendship or relationships, but it could indeed be a matter of relationships. My kid bullies the kid who lives next door, who's a neighbor who I actually like. How do I handle this? Do I say my child right or wrong, or do I weigh things differently? You might actually say that what my kid is entitled to in that case is being told, hey, knock it off, or I'm going to punish you. But this is a very important thing. No one single person is entitled to be number one in every single case. And the upshot of that is when people try to tell us that they have to be treated as number one in every single case, from Aristotle's perspective, that should be a red flag. We should be saying, there's something wrong with this situation. We need to think long and hard about whether we want to continue to be friends in the same way with this person. Jealousy very often works like that, doesn't it? The person in that they have to be placed front and center or else you don't really love them. You don't really care about them. It happens even in business relationships. You know, one person insists that they have to be taken into account before all the other clients. That's a problem. Now, Aristotle does give us a general rule, but it's one that has exceptions. So what is the general rule? He says that we should return services 
prior to doing additional things for other people who, you know, like, for example, our, our friends, the ones that we hang out with, our comrades, as he calls it, the hetaya, right? We should undertake or we should, we should make good on our obligations that we already have before engaging a limited resources and time that we have with somebody else. So if I have been lax in actually getting back in touch with my friends in the area who are waiting for me to reciprocate on inviting them to dinner after they've invited me to dinner, I should not be going out and seeking out somebody else to have dinner with before them. I should make good on that. If I owe a letter to somebody, I should spend the time writing that letter rather than emailing somebody else who, who is new, who isn't already connected with me. And we could go on and on and on. A lot of times people will favor one person, whether it's their, their lover or spouse, could be both by the way, their mentor, their protege, their very close friend their sibling, their parent, their child, over the, the rightful claims that other people have already placed upon them, and Aristotle thinks that that's wrong. Now, one of the interesting exceptions that he gives is this case of being ransomed. One of the problems that did arise in ancient Greece was there were uh, what we call hunters of men, kidnappers, and they would kidnap you and hold you for ransom, right? Some areas were particularly prone to this, where there were pirates who would like to hold people for ransom and make money that way. Aristotle says, who do you have this obligation to? You get ransomed by somebody. Now, your father and that person both get taken by pirates at the same time. You only have enough money to ransom one of them. Who do you ransom before the other one? Who is the one who you ransom? Do you ransom the one who actually already incurred, you know, or you incurred a debt with them by them ransoming you? Should you respond in turn, or should you ransom your father first? Good question there. Now you might say, well, you already owe your father so much more than you could possibly provide him with, so that you should favor this. Aristotle doesn't actually give you a one-time-for-all solution to this. He just proposes it as a moral dilemma that you want to think about. Another set of examples that we could think about more generally is where there are demands of nobility, the tokalon, right? Something is fine, something is noble. That may override this, right? Or necessity. You are placed in a crisis situation, and if you don't act right now, human lives are going to be lost, or so much property is going to be lost that it's going to lead to, you know, a terrible life for everybody else. You have to act and that's doing something for other people rather than following through on the obligations that you already have. Great example of that sort of thing would be that consider what goes on in companies when there's something going on that might require some whistleblowing, right? If you've been given good benefits packages, maybe, you know, your friend wants you to look the other way, but there is kind of a a necessity or there's a moral nobility involved in following through on telling the truth about what's actually happening. Uh, maybe it's whistleblowing about environmental impact on a vulnerable community, right? Somebody being poisoned. Now, Aristotle says, to go on with this, that we owe different things to different people. And he has a, a nice discussion of this. He, he says, it would be felt that our parents have the first claim on us for maintenance, since we, we owe it to him as a debt and to support the authors of our being, stands before self-preservation and moral ability. Honor is also due to parents, as it is to the gods, though not indiscriminate honor. You don't owe the same honor to one's father as, as to one's mother, nor the honor due to a great philosopher or a general. But you owe to your father the honor appropriate to a father, to one's mother that which is appropriate to, to her. 
So we already have a set of different obligations to different people based on what their role and their relationship is. He says, we should also pay to our seniors the honor due to their age by, for example, rising when they enter, offering them a seat, and so on. Towards comrades and brothers, he outlines a, a different set of obligations. We should use frankness of speech, parasia. We should actually tell them how things are. Whereas with parents, maybe we soft-pedal it a bit. We don't necessarily call mom and dad on their nonsense because they're mom and dad. But with brother and sister, we say, hey, you're screwing up. What are you doing there, right? And he says, we should share all, all of our possessions with them. Kinsmen, also fellow tribesmen, fellow citizens, the rest. To all, we must always endeavor to render their due, comprising their several claims in respective relationship and of virtue or utility. So you see there's a number of different bases here that we have to kind of juggle, so to speak. And that, that can be quite difficult. That's why we don't have precise rules for this. He also says that, and this is where we'll finish up with this, when the people are similar in relationship, like we're talking about two people that we're friends with in terms of pleasure, and one, say, is an older friend and one is a newer friend, or one is a friend who also has some virtue going for them and the other one doesn't, it's fairly easy to decide in those cases how we should prioritize, at least for a person who's a good practical reason. It becomes more difficult when the people that are connected to us are in different types of relationships with us. So how do we reconcile the obligations to our parents and to our friends and to our spouse or to our work colleagues, right? Start mixing in all these different people, all these different considerations and values. It starts to get rather tricky and it requires a lot of looking at the specific situation and making sense of that, that is where the intellectual virtue of phronesis or practical wisdom becomes particularly important, in part because we don't have any hard and fast rules, and that's precisely where phronesis enters in and helps us out. So this is a, a real issue that Aristotle is grappling with here, an issue that all of us have to face at one time or another, and one that is not going to go away, and so he provides us with some useful advice about this. Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page. Once again, to support my work, go to patreon.com Sadler. Above all, keep studying these great philosophical works.